0: USU gets the win. Final in this one, 48 to 24. How about that game? That was a a fun game.
1: I mean, to see how Utah State came out after the long, long weather delay, and North Dakota jumped right on them. They went on three consecutive long scoring drives to take a 21-7 lead in that, you know, Utah State, on their opening possession, got the long 54-yard scoring toss from uh, Logan Bonner to Brandon Bowling and made it 7-7, but back-to-back scoring drives from North Dakota put Utah State down by two scores, and there was a lot of nervousness in this stadium from all of us, but it looked like Coach Blake Anderson, much like they did a week ago, just stuck with it, said long game out there, Don't panic anybody. Let's just keep methodically moving the ball down the field. The defense will eventually figure this thing out. And they certainly did. After that first quarter, the Aggies went on a 41 to 3 run. And the Aggies were able to kind of run away from from North Dakota in this game. And that really was uh, the turning point was really the defense. The defense, after giving up 195 yards in that first quarter, from then on, really settled in. They gave up a little bit late. But only the three points, and that came on the opening possession of the third quarter after a Utah State turnover. Logan Bonner was intercepted and uh, by uh, C.J. Siegel, and that turned into three points and gave North Dakota the 24-20 lead in the third quarter. But from then, it was a 28-0 run to end this game. And it was Logan Bonner who went uh, down the sideline to Devin Tompkins for 75 yards. That gave Utah State the three-point lead and they just kept turning it away. Matter of fact, they even had another drive inside the red zone where they were stopped on fourth down. And so uh, the offense got it rolling. They put up over 600 yards in this game, and uh, the defense kind of dialed it in and were able to hold North Dakota at bay in the final three quarters, giving up only 65 yards rushing in this ball game after you know, giving up 195 yards in that first quarter. The defense was really what t- turned the momentum for Utah State here tonight.
0: Crazy game tonight. Utah State with over 600 yards of offense in this game. As Logan Bonner with over 300 yards passing, nearly 400 yards passing, ended up with 390 yards on the ground or through the air. Uh, DT with a tremendous night as well. Uh, How about uh, Derek Wright with a couple of touchdown catches? A really great contested catch, too, which, frankly, was you know, Had he not made a play on the ball, that certainly would have been an interception.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a big play because Utah State was down at the time 21-13 to 13, and a little half rollout from Logan Bonner and uh, threw the ball out there for Derek Wright. Evan Holm contested the ball. Both of them came down with it together and Derek Wright showed some real strength there to hold on, to give it the contested catch, give it the tie goes to the, the offense receiver yep. and the touchdown. That made it a 21-20 game. That was a big time play. And then later in the game, Logan uh, Bonner down the sideline on the double move by Derek Wright for 41 yards for his second touchdown of the night, which was a thing of beauty. And uh, But Devin Tompkins again tonight, eight catches for 172 yards, a career high in terms of yardage after having eight catches for 94 a week ago, another eight tonight. And he's certainly turning into a dynamic sort of all-conference sort of player early in this season for Utah State offensively.
0: Discount Tires locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tire offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Fun game tonight. Great crowd tonight considering what they had to go through. They had an hour and a half lightning delay, and then the lights went out. Another 15-minute delay there, one of those nights. But you know what's working? Well, lights are working. The blue A. They lit the A tonight. It's blue as Utah State got it done. Take a break, come back. We'll continue on with your post-game show as we hit the crack of midnight right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Final of this one, 48 to 24. Utah State gets the, I would say, final three quarters. Impressive win hard to imagine this team was down 21 to 7 and that defense looked like there was no stop in sight the way no uh, the way they were moving up and down the field north dakota 190 yards of total offense in the first quarter and getting pretty much everything they wanted
1: it's kind of like a boxer on the ropes in that first round in the first quarter for utah state they had no answer for the play action the running game was going a little bit with uh, otis Wea and schuster was very accurate but then remember, they also threw the reverse pass for the touchdown. They threw the double pass for the touchdown. They were throwing everything they could at Utah State to throw the Aggies off. And the Aggies were, were certainly on their heels defensively. But as the game wore along, they, no panic. The conditioning and strength that we've seen last week and now again this week, they sort of started to settle in, and then they just started to dominate the line of scrimmage. And the defense certainly flipped the momentum. Justin Rice tonight, Scotty. Boy. At the interception at the end of the first half, and then the last one was unbelievable, spying Tommy Schuster. Two interceptions tonight for Justin Rice, who's got to believe it will become the Mount West Defensive Player of the Week with nine tackles, including a couple of tackles for loss. The two interceptions, he was special out here tonight. And then Logan Bonner got it going. Logan finishes 21 of 33 for 390 yards and four touchdowns tonight uh, through the air. And uh, DT again, eight catches, a buck 72 They got it really started in the first quarter, in the first first drive. Brandon Bowling had four catches for 70 yards, including the 54-yard touchdown on that opening drive. He ends with six catches for 118 yards in that one touchdown. Great to see him get engaged and involved in the offense uh, tonight. And then, obviously, Derek Wright with the two touchdown catches as well, as we mentioned earlier. So a lot of contributions across the board. And Calvin Tyler, again tonight after 14 for 84 last week, 14 for 72 tonight, including a couple of big third and fourth down carries for Calvin Tyler, including the one that got him in the end zone to give him the two-score lead when they had a fourth and goal at the two, and Calvin Tyler was able to break a tackle and get into the end zone for that touchdown. So lots of contributions across the board, and the Aggie defensive front seven and the Aggie offensive line, as the game wore along, started to be the dominant forces in this game.
0: So you look across the board tonight, uh, Devin Tompkins, Uh, or Brandon Bowling, six catches, 118 yards. Uh, Andrew, or excuse me, uh, Devin Tompkins, seven for 97. Derek Wright, four for 73. McGriff, two for 23. Scarver, two for 14. Jordan Nathan had that four-yard reception. Overall, 329 yards through the air, 217 yards on the ground, thanks in part to Peasley in that late 59-yard run. Yeah, they
1: went for 222 a week ago. They didn't quite run it as effectively tonight as as i thought they might but they only gave the running backs between the three of them 25 carries i thought it was interesting tonight well you know john gentry got the the three carries as well so he between the three between tyler 14 for 72 noah 10 for 45 gentry three for 27 so those three running backs carried it 27 times uh for a buck 44 peasley had the one carry for the 59 yard touchdown run but it was logan bonner who carried it 10 times tonight and uh thought that was interesting. And we'll have to ask Coach, at the, at, as we talked to him later on tonight, it was that game plan to have Logan Bonner
0: on the option and the quarterback draw carried that many times tonight. Joining us now, four catches, 73 yards, two touchdowns. Derek Wright, kind enough to join us as the Aggies get the win tonight, 48-24. Derek, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. How are you guys?
0: Doing well. Congratulations. Uh, crazy game. Down 21-7 to right out of the gate. Any panic on that sideline?
2: No. I mean... Tons of respect to them. They came out obviously really quick and hot and got on us fast. But we we're all kind of just telling each other on the sideline, "Don't panic. We'll be okay." Um, our defense stepped up huge after that. Kept us in it. Um, offense was able to get rolling. So,
1: let's talk about your first touchdown catch, Derek, tonight. Uh, that the little half sprint, the little uh, you know, out to the towards the corner of the end zone, and then you had to make a contested catch. Uh, talk a little bit about that play.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we were kind of trying to set it up um, before that. Um, Got the look we wanted. Coach Tuck called it. Um, As we were sprinting out, I could, you know, feel my guy on me. Um, I knew it was going to be, you know, a close catch. Logan made a good throw where I could go down and get it. Um, And at the end of the day, I was just able to hang on to it as he was trying to rip it away from me on the ground, so.
0: That comes down to, I mean, you know that you're going to get the tie. Tie always goes to the receiver. So you know that if you, by any chance, can't hold on to that thing, that's an interception, and that's a huge swing of momentum. Uh, Is that just a pure strength-on-strength play at that time, trying to hold on to that thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, luckily, I was able to get all the way into my body. um, So I was able to have a firm grip on it. And like you said, tie goes to the receiver. So as soon as we are on the ground wrestling with it, I just knew I just had to hold on to it long enough for the rest to get in there and blow the whistle and, and call a touchdown. So
1: and That was a big play because you were down at the time 21-13, to 13, and that got you back to a, a one-point game. And when you went into the locker room down one, what, what was said in the locker room to, to kind of get the offense moving in the second half? To, what kind of adjustments did you make?
2: Um, we kind of had, had just set up a few things in the first half, went in in the second half, um, didn't really have to change anything. From our game plan, we just hadn't really utilized everything in our game plan up to that point. So we just kind of went in there, said, "These are what we have going out. We're just going to go out there, play our ball." Um, And at the end of the day, that's what that's what worked. So,
0: talk about the go route. Uh, Actually, wasn't it was a double move too? I believe on the uh, on the long touchdown. Take us through that play.
2: Yeah, that was also one that we had been setting up. Um, I had I had ran a few. Of comebacks already in the game. Went out there on that drive, ran a few little quick hitch routes, and uh, same thing, kind of, you know, Coach Tuck saw it, saw that we had it. He believed in me and made the call. So Logan dropped a dime in there to me. Yeah, as he well, did. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Derek, to him.
1: What, what, uh, what do you think the difference is? so far you know obviously we're only through two games but what is the difference between what you experienced last year and and what you're seeing out of your guys this year
2: yeah i mean the the coaching staff here right now just has us you know in full belief of our craft and you know the schemes and everything like that um i think our our team's having a a lot more fun right now um and it helps to win as well so (laughs) i mean obviously both games we've been down um and we haven't panicked so hopefully we can get to the point where we're not down and have to come back but
0: <laughs> a win is a win right w is <laughs> a, a w for sure hey uh, on a personal note were you on the fence uh, on coming back and playing this final year uh, I'd, I'd heard some people say that maybe you were going to hang it up and 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 call it a career for college football and and if so what was it that uh, decided to have you come back
2: no i was all along um fully set on coming back I had a I had an extra year to of school that I still needed to finish and so um obviously last year is not how I wanted to go out um and it would have been easy for me to just throw in the towel and kind of say you know whatever but I I believed in the guys coming back um we got to know the new coaching staff and so I was just yeah I mean all along though I was I was uh, coming back
0: Young man from Sterling, Utah, making a, making big plays out there. And snow college. And snow college as well. So uh, the metropolis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what high school did you go to? I went to Manti High School. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, the Templars. I tell the you Templars. what, you had a lot of uh, you got a lot of people rooting for you. That was a hell of a game tonight. Uh, congratulations on the W, and uh, look forward to a big one next week against Air Force.
2: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, they're gonna, they're always tough, but we'll, we'll, we'll go get them.
0: There you go. I love it, Derek yeah. Wright, right here on uh, the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. We're going to keep it right here. Justin Rice is going to join us coming up here in just a moment. Uh, Make sure to join the fastest-growing industry in the nation. They're hiring a wide range of varying type of jobs at Everlight Solar, from home and work positions such as uh, project data assistant to the best year-round at summer sales programs. The opportunity to level up your career can be found at Everlight Solar. Apply today at everlightsolar.com forward slash jobs. What a night tonight for Justin Rice. Two interceptions, bunch of TFLs out there. Aggie defense put the clamps down in the final three quarters. And he joins us now. Justin, crazy game tonight. Uh, Congratulations on the win. What was it like out there for you?
3: It was a whole lot of fun. Got a shout out to the herd. Um, Stayed through the uh, weather delay. And they are loud all night and really gave us a lot of juice on defense.
1: Talk about that weather delay. What I mean, you come out, you get all warmed up, and then you go back in the locker room, and, and then you're you know stuck in there for, for over an hour. What was that like for you guys to, to have that long delay?
3: Yeah, um, we just had to stay focused. We had to understand that we are still going to play a game tonight. So when we went back in, we kind of just talked as position groups and gathered around, You know, talked about what they could be doing against us. So we really just stayed focused that whole time, knowing that we were going to play at some point.
0: Um, and then you come out and the lights go out. I mean, at moment I thought, well, is this part of the pregame intro? Are they doing something cool like an NBA arena and shutting down the lights for pregame introductions? And then all of a sudden uh, you have to wait another 15 minutes while you're out on the field. I mean, that, that's got to mess with your uh, momentum as well.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, I thought it was something that it was special to Utah State to turn out the lights. So it was the first home <laughs> game, so I was ready for anything. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. So uh, when they got the lights back on, we were ready to go.
1: Hey, Justin, you're, you're down 21-7, to seven and, and they went for buck 95 total yards in that first quarter. Uh, as you gather on the sideline and get ready for that uh, second quarter, what kind of adjustments were you making? And uh, it looked like for you personally, at least from our vantage point, that, that you were saying, I'm going to take 26, and I'm going to stop him. And then as the game went, went along, it was you're spying the quarterback, you're, you're eyeing the quarterback. But what were some of the adjustments that you were making starting in that second quarter?
3: Yeah, um, we kind of gathered as a defense knowing that that's not the brand of football that we play in the first quarter. Um, we didn't play disciplined football. We lost our eyes and everywhere, not not just the back end. Um, it starts with all of us, so um, we lost our eyes, and we just had to really gather ourselves, focus on our details, and um, coming out of the second quarter, we knew that if we played our game, played fast, played physical, good things were going to happen.
0: First interception, looks like Dom Tatum's going to bring it in. He can't haul it in, and then it falls into your hands and you're able to pick that thing off uh take us through that because if Tatum wasn't going to get it you weren't about to let that thing hit the ground
3: yeah uh, we had a good pressure on right there um we knew the ball was going to come out hot so uh we just kind of were off QB vision and uh that's why we emphasize running the ball if I would have been running the ball and Don would have been running the ball that ball wouldn't have got battened up or get picked so that's why we emphasize run the ball because you never know what's going to happen tips and overthrows
1: and then on the second one uh <laughs> that was awesome to see you spy the quarterback I I, I It looked like you you saw his eyes, got in the throwing lane, and and just jumped up and, like a wide receiver, snagged that thing, and and then hurtled down down the sideline. Talk about that one. Yeah, um, we knew uh, the back wide, what we were getting uh, into
3: the boundary. We knew we were going to get some type of slant-dig combination out of the number one receiver to the boundary. So we knew uh, with an all-out blitz right there that the quarterback was going to have to come out quick. So I kind of sagged off the zero blitz, read his eyes, and threw it right to me.
0: A little bit of pride at that point. You hadn't given up a touchdown since the first quarter. You had outscored them. I think at that point it was like uh, you know 34 to 3. And I got to imagine like, hey, we gave up those three scores in the first. We don't want to give up another touchdown here.
3: Yeah, we have a bend, don't break mentality. So they can get all the way down there. They can have 1,000 yards of offense. But as long as we don't let them in the end zone, our offense doesn't outscore them. So that's kind of our mentality. Um, obviously, we don't want to let them get down there. But once they get down there, we got we to gotta stiffen up and not let them get in the end zone.
1: And, you know, Justin, I thought maybe one of the keys to this game was uh, the first possession of the third quarter. Uh, Bonner throws the interception. You guys now got a short field, and you hold them to a field goal. And so instead of going down by eight, you only go down by four. I thought that was a key moment in this game. Your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, um, we've got to be ready for anything, sudden change, and we practice that all the time. We know that sometimes we're going to get put in bad situations, but that shouldn't matter. We need to go out, do our job, handle our business, and help the offense, get the offense back on the field so they
1: can score some points. And now you go up against the triple option next week. Um, you know, you want to celebrate a little bit here tonight and and, uh, and this one, but you got to get healed, healed up because that's going to be a real challenge for you. Uh, have you played against that offense before?
3: Yeah, uh, I played them once when I was at Fresno, so I know what they're about, and uh, we know what they're about, and
0: we're ready for them. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Justin. Congratulations on the win. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Justin Rice right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Coach Blake Anderson is going to join us coming up here in just a moment. Remember, Valley Office Systems has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years. See valleyofficesystems.com for all your copy, print, scan, and furniture needs. As uh, we will chat with Blake Anderson here in just a moment as Utah State gets the 48-24 to victory. And Coach Anderson joins us now. And... Coach from a lightning delay to the lights going out to being down twenty one to seven and then outscoring your opponent forty one to three to end the game It's a heck of a roller coaster you went on tonight
4: yeah i'm not sure my heart's built for this um, <laughs> We need to find a different way to win football games than, than making it as dramatic of a comeback as possible. The lights going out was pretty cool. I actually thought that was on purpose I it did was too. only yeah. when I, it was only when I realized that it wasn't <laughs> that uh <laughs> we're going to have to wait another 10, 15 minutes to play. I was like, man, I don't like that quite as much. But there when it went out originally, I said, like, man, this is the coolest entrance ever.
0: <laughs> all, the, all the students had the uh, cell phone lights on. I'm like, wow, this is great. I like oh, no,
4: it. Oh, it, no. And the guys were hyped up. I mean, it was like, this is awesome. And then, you know, they tell me it's going to be 10, 15, 30 minutes. I was like, I don't like this quite as much. So <laughs> we'll see if uh, we got to get those things to kick back on a little, little bit earlier next time.
1: What, uh, what do you do with the guys? You get them warmed up, and then you have the long delay. What, what's that like in the locker room? I mean, have you been in a situation like that before?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been through three-hour delay before, and, and we've been in games where you stop and then you play and then you stop and then you play. You just got to it, – it's a test of, of maturity and focus, and clearly they handled it better than we did. They came out and did not even miss a beat on offense. And next thing you know, we're getting our tails kicked. So we we got to do a better job in the future. You know, we we both got to go out when they say it's time to play, and, and you've got to be mature enough to be ready. And, and I felt like we we we're energetic. Energy wasn't the problem, but we were we just weren't very focused. A lot of eye a lot of eye uh, issues defensively. Just not very disciplined in terms of where our eyes are supposed to be. All the misdirection and eye candy got us early. I thought we were just a hair off offensively, just a miss here, miss there. Although we were moving it. You know, we weren't really getting the ball in the end zone so little by little we picked it back up but i, I just it's if it happens again i sure hope we I hope we handle it a little bit better than we did
0: tonight is from the second quarter on you only give up three points and that came on a short field after the interception was it just the defense i mean were there adjustments made or was it just the defense just dialed in and said ah oh, we're not doing this anymore
4: yeah, we made some adjustments, minor. I mean, honestly, what we did was simplify. We just said, hey, you know what? We're not going to do a whole lot of stuff. We're going to just keep our eyes where they're supposed to be and play better ball. And the guys challenged each other in the locker room. We challenged them as well. And the guys, we're not fixing to make up a new defense. We're just going to go out and play what we had in all week. It's not a problem if we're just not where we're supposed to be. And we little by little, we kind of clawed our way back in and started playing better. And that's, that's kind of... You know, to me, philosophy is if things are not going well and we're and we're confused or we're just a little bit off. I mean, just strip it all back and let's play base defense and let's find out if we can chase the ball. And, and you saw, you know, in that in that third quarter and into the fourth quarter, more hats around the ball. You know, more pressure on the quarterback. They still they still move the ball, and I think they've got a really good offense. But uh, but we played much better and and, and was a, you know were able to keep them out of the end zone.
1: You know, I thought uh, one of the biggest turning points in this game was the defense on that short field only giving up three instead of yeah. uh, instead of seven i thought that was a, a key turning point your thoughts on that
4: absolutely I mean, you're you're going to get a short field you know we're going to be aggressive offensively we're here to you know try to win games and you know we're going forward on fourth down instead of kicking field goals and you know we, we we've talked about being calculated but aggressive and so that that means there are going to be times that that we're not successful that we we you know tipped ball batted ball guy slips you know hair you know shoestring tackle and we don't get the first or or we do put the ball in the, in the air and it gets tipped or, or a guy makes a really – I thought their corner made a really good play on the ball, although honestly Logan was a little bit late getting it out there. But that's what the defense has to do, force a kick. Our, our whole philosophy defensively is make them kick the ball. Punts and field goals, if we can do that, we win games. And, and I, that formula, I, I believe, with, with the style of offenses, we continue to get better. It will win us a lot of games if they can be successful like they were last week. You know, one out of one out of five series in the red zone, Washington State's court touchdowns, the ability to, to stop them on a short field, the ability to force kicks, that that is a huge, huge skill for us and something we, we def- definitely need to build on.
0: Peasley gets the series at the end of the first half. Was that kind of a pre thought notion of getting him a, a series there late in the second quarter?
4: Yeah, it was, and, and, and honestly, Logan's a little beat up, so it, it worked out perfectly. Would have liked to have gotten him in the game more than we did, to be truthful. Nothing makes me feel any better than him busting that, that last one late. We we did him a disservice, too. We we did not give him a chance to get loose before he went out there, and he skipped a ball off the turf, but he hadn't thrown a ball in two hours, and that's our fault. I've I got to do a better job of – letting him know that, you know, it's time for him to go. So he, we absolutely want to keep him involved. He's a great athlete and an even better kid and leader. And, and so we're going to keep him more involved. I think you can see kind of where we're headed. But that that kid brings value to our football team. And we're going to find ways to get him on the field.
1: Was it part of the game plan, Coach,
4: to, to run Logan as many times as you did tonight? You know, just the way they were playing defensively, you had to at least give it an opportunity. And he's not – he he's a pretty good runner, but he to be honest with you, right now he's beat up. I don't know if anybody you couldn't tell his entire right thigh is is black. It's purple and black from last week, and he's a tough sucker. So he ran well, even though he didn't feel well, and it took its toll. But uh, he was efficient. He was efficient. He's not obviously the the effective runner that Peasley is, but you can see where his talents do lie, and his and his um, experience pays off. And he can get the ball to the guys that can make the plays, and, and he did that really, really well tonight with the exception of about three throws that I know he'd like to have back.
0: I tell you what, he threw some dimes out there, especially that one to Derek Wright uh, on the you know, the sideline throw to really put yeah. the game out of reach at that point. You're hard-pressed to throw a better ball than that.
4: Yeah, that was a well-executed route. Coach Cephalo's been trying to get a double move for a series or so and just didn't get the right opportunity. We finally got him in the right look. And I thought Derek Wright ran a great route, stuttered his feet, and slowed the guy down. And you could not place the ball any better. That's that's what he's good at. Uh, I've you know, been with him for five years now, going on six, and he he is a guy that can get it out quick and get it to the right guys. He's still learning what we're doing a little bit, and I think every week he's going to get better and better. And as I said, I could not be happier with Peasley and his attitude and and just what he brings to the table. I think we are we have a very unique situation to have a guy that can do what, what Logan does, but to also have a, a weapon like Peasley to be able to integrate and, and get involved in some very fun ways, which we'll be doing in the future.
1: Hey, Logan went for 390 tonight and four touchdowns. But I, I'm curious, Coach, twice, uh, two games in a row now, down double digits. Uh, what, what is it about this team and, and about you and your staff that says, don't panic, we're going to be fine? What is it about this group?
4: Well, number one, you don't, you don't really have a choice. If you panic, it's over. So you know we 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 talk about it all the time. Doing it in practice is, you know, really being able to do that in a game setting is something different. And they've proven two weeks in a row that they they'll stay calm, they'll stay positive, trust the process, and know that if we can get this thing, you know, just within reason in the second half, that that we've got enough juice in our legs and the systems that we run that we can we can uh, get ourselves back into it. I don't I don't want to be in that environment all year long. I'll be honest with you but uh it is good to know that uh, that we can
0: heading to uh colorado springs to take on air force coming up next week that team is uh no fun to play uh, nope. the way they play the defense the offense they run uh how how difficult is that team to prepare for uh as you go into you know one of the more difficult games you'll play all year
4: yeah extremely uh mike Thiessen, the offensive coordinator does a great job he's a close friend of mine and i I just have a tremendous amount of respect for what he does and, and and coach Calhoun they're super disciplined tons of different things to deal with stuff that you can't simulate nearly as well as they can run it so even if we have the best scout team on the planet, it still doesn't look the same until you get out on the field so how we how we handle it how we handle the speed of it the the execution of it is going to be huge and really how we um adapt to the speed of play and operation that we'll see is going to be huge. We'll move directly to Air Force. Uh, we will not spend you know, five minutes on this game. We'll, we'll hit the, the key highlights of, of mistakes. Guys want to watch themselves make really big plays. They're going to have to come do it on their own because we're moving on to Air Force immediately and starting trying to get a plan that gives us a chance to be successful.
1: Hey coach, uh, first uh, coach to win your first two games since uh, Coach Romney in 1919. Uh, congratulations on a special night in front of the herd. They were electric out there. I thought they got you, gave you a lot of energy. We saw you kind of fist bump on a bunch of them after the game. That had to be special out there.
4: Well, I said this in the press conference in there, and if any of them are listening, if there's a better student section in the country, I don't know of it. That is amazing. Uh, it It just makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck when you come out. And the fact that they stayed, two and a half hours through lightning probably not a great idea but they did it anyway (laughs) um man our guys I told them if y'all can't go out and play with energy after that group stayed right there and stuck it out then uh you're not the guys I thought and and so they fired us up we fed off of them we will every week I know we're uh, we're on the road this next week but but everybody knows what we've got coming up here in a few weeks and I hope that thing is packed like it's never been packed before I can promise you this we'll play hard for them if they'll show up and give us energy they'll get the same thing from us
0: coach congratulations 2-0 and o to start the season and uh, we'll chat next week heading into air force
4: sounds good guys thanks
0: you got it that's blake anderson head coach at utah state aggie start the season 2-0 and o.
1: pretty special night yeah. uh, you know for for coach anderson to start 2-0 uh you know i think a lot of people thought maybe one and four maybe you know to start the season well now you've got two under your belt and you you think that, you know, you're playing with some confidence now going to Air Force. That's going to be a hard, hard place to get a victory. But uh, they're playing with some pride and playing some confidence out here.
0: Got a lot more coming up here on the postgame show. We'll recap this one, get you your final stats. And remember, at Siegfried & Jensen, they can help you if you've been injured in an auto accident. They've been handling injury cases and only injury cases for over 30 years. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you need and deserve an experienced law firm in your corner we're here to help you, Siegfried and Jensen. All right, uh, we'll to go to break, but as we go to break, it's time to revisit tonight's game. Let's run it back. It's your Aggie game night review. It's time to run it back. This is your Aggie game recap. Take the handoff, throw to the middle, field wide open is Bowling. Bowling's off the races. Here we go. 20, 15, 10, 5, That. Is a Utah State touchdown. Brandon bowling, his first score in an Aggie uniform. Change of quarterback. Quincy Vaughn comes in. Fakes the handoff to the right. Rolling right, throwing, caught, touchdown, another catch and another touchdown as North Dakota is now up two touchdowns in this game. Billy Revere comes in with the touchdown cap. Takes the handoff, throw to the outside. Devin Tompkins got room to run, and he's off to the races. Here we go. DT to the 30, 25, 20. Touchdown, Utah State. Devin Tompkins takes it 75 yards to the house. Holy smoke. Bonner gets the snap, hands to Tyler, drives, drives. Does he get in? Yes, sir. Calvin Tyler put it on the board. Touchdown, Utah State. Back to the line of scrimmage after the third down conversion. Fake the handoff. Bonner wants to throw. Looking for Derek Wright. He's there. Is it caught? Yes. Touchdown, Aggies. Holy smokes. Derek Wright on the go route. Calls it in. And that is a Utah State touchdown. Oh, Andrew Peasley's going to keep it himself. And he gets to the 50. 40. Oh, he's going to go. 30. 20. 10. 5. Touchdown, Andrew Peasley. Kept it himself and rolled right through the North Dakota defense. Nobody laid a finger on him. Welcome all back. You're listening to Aggie football. Utah State gets the W tonight, 48-24. to 24. Time for our uh, – let's get our drive of the game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships. What do you wanna go with the drive of the game?
1: Well, you know, I'm looking at the drive chart and they had four series of over 10 played drives. How about that? But you know what the best drive of the night was? What's that? One play, 75 yards, to Devin Tompkins. (laughs) That that for me, I mean, that was the drive that put Utah State up for the first time in the ball game. They put them up 27 to 24 and then they were off to the races after that. But uh, you know, they've shown that they can quick strike. They've shown that they can sustain drives. They, they're getting better and better in terms of their, their physicality and execution. But uh, that one play, 75-yard drive tonight for me, was really one of the key turning points.
0: Let's take a look today at uh, some of the sporting news brought to you by Sports Academy Racket Club, your club, your results, your life. Let's go to uh, Boise as they welcome in UTEP and just hammer on UTEP. Final score in that one, 54-13. A lot of games across the Mountain West coming up tomorrow. Wyoming will be in Northern Illinois, Air Force at Navy, uh, yeah, those two teams don't like each other. New Mexico State will be in New Mexico. Vanderbilt takes on Colorado State. This is what people think about Vanderbilt, by the way. Colorado State got roughed up by South Dakota State last week in Fort Collins. They're still a seven-point favorite against Vanderbilt. San Diego State takes on Arizona. Cal Poly will take on Fresno State. Uh, UNLV will be at Arizona State. Nevada welcomes in Idaho State. And Hawaii goes to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. Uh, It's time for our player of the game, brought to you by Everlight Solar. Um, There's a lot of uh, Logan Bonner through for a ton of yards in this game tonight. Devin Tompkins had, what, 160 yards receiving in this game? 172, yeah. 172. We've got – and by the way, uh, there's a lot of weird stats out there right now. Apparently, some of the stats machine got on the fritz, so we're not exactly sure on some of these totals. But Devin Tompkins, a career night tonight. I'll tell you that much right now. How about that?
1: I I will tell you, though, for me, Justin Rice. Because I, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, the two interceptions and it was really the defense that, uh, that keyed the keyed the spark for Utah State to, after giving up 21 points in the first quarter. Starting in the second quarter, Justin Rice, as he told us here in the postgame, we got the, the group together and said, hey, be more disciplined with your eyes. Be more disciplined in your your, your assignments and let's just do us. And then he went out and put him on his back and said, I'm going to get the TFLs. I'm going to get the interceptions. He got two of them tonight. And I got to believe that he's going to be the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. So for me, tonight, Justin Rice
0: showed why he's such a special player in this defense and f- was the player of the game for me. Somebody's going to have to have a heck of a day tomorrow. Uh, I've not seen the Boise State box score. I don't know if somebody uh, went nuts for Boise State. But somebody's going to have to have a really good uh, night uh, or a good day tomorrow to, uh, to unseat him as Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Remember, and I'm sure he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, Uh, a year ago he was the Mountain West Conference Preseason Defensive Player of the Year for Fresno State. Then the Mountain West announces they're not going to play football. He transfers to Arkansas State, leads the nation in total tackles for losses, comes here to Utah State, and does not even make a defensive, you know, first or second team preseason defensively, which makes no sense. But I think he's saying, hey, look, I'm still in the Mountain West, and I'm still one of the best defenders out here, so – Let's and you, dial it down a little bit.
1: And you know what's going to happen next week? He's going to have that opportunity oh. to have one of those 20-tackle kind of games yeah. against that uh, dive and that option from, uh, from Air Force. I remember a handful of years ago, uh, Nick Vigil, had a, or was it Zach maybe, that had like a 23-tackle game against Air Force from that middle backer position. So he's, he's got a voice in who's going to be the Mount West Defensive Player of the Year before this is all said yeah. and done.
0: And as you mentioned, Justin Wright, our Everlight Solar player of the game, Uh, Two interceptions tonight, a bunch of TFLs, was just all over the place. Hey, Stokes Trucking doing the right thing since 1979. Check them out at stokestrucking.com. Take our final break, come back, recap this thing, and uh, get you ready for Air Force next week right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Final in this one, 48-24. It's been a weird, weird night, starting with a lightning delay that was about an hour and a half. Then we had the lights go out. That was another 15, 20-minute delay. Then North Dakota got out to a 21-7 lead. And then it was all Utah State after that, 48-24 the final in this one. And, uh, yeah. A 41-3 run to finish off
1: that game. And, you know, when they got down 24-20 in the third quarter, they went on a 28-0 run after that. And so it was a a special night to, to figure things out. When you're not playing your best, and, and Coach Anderson told everybody all week long, hey, don't sleep on this North Dakota team. And they came out and spanked the Aggies in the first quarter. But they stuck with it, didn't panic, just stuck with it. And, uh, and, and eventually their strength and their execution began to wear down the North Dakota, especially on defense, where the defense from North Dakota gave up 621 yards to this Aggie offense. And, and then the defense really started to figure it out, led by Justin Rice, and that defensive front seven uh, started to really dominate towards the, the latter part of this game. So uh, the Aggies stuck with it, and, uh, you know, in two weeks in a row now, in the fourth quarter, they just dominated. Tonight, 21 nothing in the fourth quarter for that Aggie football team. So uh, they get stronger as the game goes along, and that's really a good sign, especially as you go into a game like next week where you're going to have to be getting chopped play after play after play I remember here three years ago where uh, Air Force ran 114 plays. Yeah. And
0: uh, so they're going to have to be ready to go next week. That had a little bit to do with the Aggie offense at that point, too, because they were scoring very quickly back then. Uh, But the last two years, it's been a meat grinder for Utah State. Two years ago, one of the more miserable games we've ever been a part of in terms of the cold weather. It was nasty and miserable in Colorado Springs. Uh, Utah State struggled, lost that game. And then, of course, lost the game the, uh, last year here in Logan. So it's been two in a row for Air Force. It would be nice to uh, snap that coming up next week. Hey, whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. Easy. Well, it may not have been easy tonight for Utah State, but they win this game final 48-24. to 24 And uh, get ready for Air Force coming up next week. You and I. We'll hit the road. We'll be in Colorado Springs. Pre-game show begins Saturday at 4.30. Kickoff is at 5.30 as Utah State tries to get a win against the Academy and start the season 3-0. Wouldn't that be something?
1: The opening game to start the conference. If you could get a win there, wow. You know, that will set the conference on notice that, uh, hey, watch out for those boys in Logan because they're playing with a lot of confidence. But it uh, it will be a Certainly a stern test for this Aggie football team in Fort, Col- or excuse me, in Colorado Springs next Saturday afternoon. Well, one thing we know you can't spot
0: uh, you can't spot Air Force a twenty-one to seven lead. They'll milk it away, and yeah. uh, they'll just <laughs> might as well be thirty-one to seven. I remember a couple years ago when we were there, what would you call it, a
1: death by a thousand paper yeah, cuts? Yeah, death by
0: paper cuts with those guys.
1: That's how they do it. And, uh, you know, it's such a diff- difficult offense to prepare against because of all the cutting and the the chop blocking and everything that they do at the line of scrimmage. And then they'll bust that fullback up in the inside. I, I know last week they only threw it three times the entire game against Lafayette. And yeah. so that, that's the kind of offense you're going to go up against next week. Do you, Are you going to be disciplined enough, have the eye discipline in the back end so you don't get the play action shots? And then can your offense generate enough points to keep
0: Air Force off balance. That'll be key next week. Wraps it up for us. Big thanks to Ajay Salvison who's been up and down the uh, stadium stairs a bunch tonight. Big thanks to uh Justin Rice, Derek Wright, Blake Anderson for joining us. Remember Coach's show coming up Tuesday at seven o'clock. We'll have a chance to hear from him. You can come to old Chicago. Love for you to hang out with us, interact with coach, ask questions, and um and have a great time. And then of course Game coming up on Saturday. Be back with you next week. Utah State Air Force from Colorado Springs. For everybody who helped us out tonight, Kevin White is always killing it. And uh, I'm Scott Girard. We'll be back with you next week right here as the Aggies take on Air Force from Learfield.